Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. Y'all, we got a special treat for you today on Live in the Bream. Somebody I've always wanted to have on Live in the Bream, and now I got a perfect excuse because she's a movie star and she's got a movie coming out. Shonda Pierce, welcome to Live in the Bream. Thank you very, very much. I've been a big fan of yours for quite some time, and I love your new book. Well, thank you so much. Um, listen, if you've read the book, now you need new entertainment. you got to go see this new movie that Shonda's got. It's truly everything I know about it. It has been a labor of love. If you know her, she's an enormously successful comedian, author, multiple times, other movies, TV. She's done it all. She's made you laugh, maybe made you cry. She talks through some really difficult things, too. And she's got this new movie out, and it's been years in the making and fighting and COVID and everything else has come against it. But it's finally here. It will be out in theaters May 9th, 11th, and 13th. So I, I want her to tell us about it and um, how it came together, because it's a really special project. You know, it is. Shannon, I've, I've been blessed to have been in several movies, and many times my husband and I would toy with the idea of a script. And we came up with this idea that I was a, a, a greeter at Walmart and I had to win a karaoke contest because my house has fallen in a sinkhole. Well, I didn't know that that's <laughs> going to be impossible to film, you know, with the kind of dollars that fake films have sometimes. And so a, a wonderful guy came along, Chris Dowling, and revamped the script. And he did an amazing job getting out of us what we uh, what we intended. In the meanwhile, my husband passed away. And what's interesting is he even wrote into this movie that I talk to my deceased husband all the time and I'm the only one that can see him. So the whole town thinks I'm crazy. Well, that is so tender now that he is in heaven. Mm -hmm. My friends are always like, don't put me in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Please do not make me one of your deceased friends. It is just, it was a wonderful labor of love of, and isn't it silly we say things like, oh, I wish he could see it. Well, he's in a much better place. Their movie theater there, I'm sure, is great. Mm. But um, I I am excited to see it come to fruition. And you're right. It was supposed to hit the day that the world shut down from COVID. And so it's been in the lineup. And then, you know, companies sell and then it gets stuck on a shelf with someone else. And we got the call not long ago that it was coming out May the 9th, 11th, and 13th. Roll with it. And we're so excited. Oh, by the way, when you mention movies in heaven, don't you know the snacks up there are going to be good? And there won't be any calories or fat in them. Listen, for all of the sending people to the moon and stuff, I'm sort of like, when you can invent a hot fudge sundae with no fat grams, get back to me. Like, that's going to be a scientific advance. And I got to believe in in heaven, they're going to have that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know, we we switched it where I'm a waitress at the biscuit barrel. And so we had to serve (laughs) millions of biscuits you know, nibble on biscuits the whole time. I'm gonna gain twenty pounds shooting this movie. It was just awful, but it was such fun to do. And and here's what I want to say about your book, though. Don't you ever wonder if 
up in heaven right now, there's a room of scribes and they're writing new additions to the Bible so that when we get there, mm. we get handed part two. And, and I think some of our stories will be in there. What about that? Ooh. I don't know. I love that idea that maybe there's more that we'll get once we get there. I thought the other day when I was sitting at praise and worship at church, I wonder if there are musical instruments or sounds that we don't understand or don't know yet, but, but in heaven, there'll be something new. And amazing. Well, there won't be any feedback. So, so the recording. <laughs> Sorry about that, people. Yeah, you know, I I did think about that too. What kind of instruments will be in its purest form that we don't have to, you know, electronically enhance because everything will be pure and perfect up there? I do wonder about that. I wonder if I'll sing like Sandy Patty, or I'll get to mm-hmm. sing like you know that Celine Dion or something. That's exactly what I'm hoping. I hope I am too funny as some of my favorite comics and will they still need me <laughs> will we will still... need you we'll always need you you know the bible says we will be known as we are known and so yeah i think we'll be cracking jokes although my mother will be there and she's funnier than i am she doesn't mean to be but and we don't laugh <laughs> at her face because she doesn't know she's funny. <laughs> we've got the same mama apparently exactly. <laughs> very it grateful is. for that it's a wonderful thing to think about. And, you know, every little thing that happens on earth, and I've been a very, had a very, very blessed career. It, it pales in comparison when you really study about heaven. Um, and it's the only religion that I was so drawn to because uh, there was a savior who died for me instead of I had to die for somebody else, you know. Um and so I'm, I'm so drawn to Christianity, but I love it because it's messy people. I, and I, the, I, and then I hate to keep harping back to it, but that's kind of what we wanted in this movie is mm-hmm. to show that there, here's a woman who loves Jesus, but she has a horribly messy life. She goes in her prayer closet and winds up eating more donuts than she does praying, you know? <laughs> and so it is just. I love those aspects of it, that it's just a, you know, small town America woman who's trying to get God on her side. (laughs) Right. And that's all of us, right? Struggling against the donuts and everything else. And, and, you know, I know you've got a car that breaks down in the movie and it's kind of cantankerous and all kinds of other problems that are going on. But tell me what you hope people... I get to ride off into the sunset with a with a good mechanic, and I keep hoping that that part might come to life in the life. You never know. Well, that might be asking too much. That's in the <laughs> that's in the land of miraculous. That's exactly right. Yeah. I just need to get my car to break down in real life and meet the mechanic. There you go. Morrison, if you have a good mechanic in your family or, or friend group, I mean, it's like gold for sure. And your character in this movie definitely needs that and a lot of other things. So what do you want people to get from this? If they're not people of faith, are they going to have fun watching this movie? I mean, what is the message? What's the point of the movie? I love that the message is not overt. It is just very much, uh, this is what small town America does. When you're in trouble, you pick up, you know, you care for one another. I love that part of it. It's not preachy, preachy. It is funny. There'll be some things that my mother wished wasn't in there. Uh Uh-oh. But she's not here, so there you go. Um, <laughs> it is It is just, I think it's just time that we have a wonderful, fun night at the movies with your girlfriends. But I love it that it's just really great about the sense of community in our lives and how we should never negate that or take that for granted. Mm-hmm. And you filmed this in your hometown, right? 
I did. You know, I will never do that again. I've been like, oh, everywhere, every restaurant in town. I get asked about it. But I'm so I'm so thankful. I'm even taking my tour bus and filling it up with the people that were extras in it and taking them to the movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, you have a tour bus. That sounds so fancy. You are a star. I know that. I am a workaholic. I'm working too much. I, my age to still garner the ticket sales. It's a shock to me. 32 years I've been doing this and I haven't wow. ruined my career yet, but there's time. <laughs> I like the yet. There's a little pause there. Tell me how you even got started in this. I mean, how does one become a female Christian comedian, among other things? You know, it's really interesting. Now, for one thing, I didn't set out to call myself a Christian comedian, and I certainly didn't know it was going to get eye rolls and, you know, and maybe the lack of opportunity. I was just glad to find out I wasn't going to hell, so I was so happy to call myself a Christian comedian. <laughs> you know, as a Southern preacher's kid, if you're going to be a comedian, you have to really, you know, smooth it over with your parents. Mm -hmm. But I got a job at a theme park in Nashville, Tennessee, long, long ago in the 80s. And they put me in a show that gave the history of country music, which I knew very little about. But um, I had to impersonate Cousin Minnie Pearl in order to get a paycheck mm -hmm. five times a day, six days a week. Now, the miraculous thing for me is the providence of God, because it was at a time when nothing was very funny in my life, my my nucleus family had imploded. My preacher holiness pastor dad left town and both my sisters passed away within about 19 or 20 months of each other. Oh, I just find it interesting. A lot of comics, uh, if you look at their past or you talk to them, a lot of their past is not funny. I think perhaps we are drawn to the hilarity because we have experienced so much sadness i think the real key and the longevity of comedy for me and i've been blessed i've had i was awarded by the riai as the most awarded female comic in history Ooh. i know but it shocked me and i remember at this ceremony and they're giving me a giant plaque of platinum records or whatever and i asked the man i said this is just unbelievable because there's like Whoopi Goldberg and, and you know, Chelsea Handler. He said, I know we did the math twice because we've never heard of you. <laughs> That's perfect. That, I mean, isn't that the way it is? Like the Lord gives you this amazing opportunity and platforms, but don't you know that he'll keep you humble too? I love that, you know, people are like, who is this woman? It is so true. And you know, that used to bother me greatly that the mainstream comedy world doesn't really know me or doesn't pay attention. And then one time I met Billy Crystal and he knew exactly who I was. And I met what? Robin Wood and he knew exactly who I was. You know, they keep an eye on the radar, I guess, of who sells a lot of tickets and, you know, what's coming up in the world. Mm -hmm. If you really think about long ago, some of your favorite comics were rather clean. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Seinfeld's clean comic. He doesn't mm -hmm. have to resort to, you know, filthy language in order to get a laugh. And and people always ask me, why don't you cuss? And I'm like, well, first of all, I remember the taste of ivory soap. And <laughs> you, you and me both. It's just not in my vernacular. I didn't grow up hearing those words. And so, you know, I'm not soft to anybody who tries comedy. It's very, very hard. Mm -hmm. um, it's either instant gratification or instant rejection. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love it as an art form so much that I hate to see it degraded. Uh, when God, you know, when Solomon said laughter doeth good like a medicine, he really meant it. 
and laughter has been good medicine for me with all all the tragedies I've had. It's been the it's been the soothing thing to my soul, uh, just as much as other people that are listening to the jokes. Yeah, and I do think it takes a different level of skill to make people laugh without doing the cheap shot vulgar stuff. I really do. Yeah. I think it, it takes a lot more investment of thought and intelligence. And not that there aren't people who are funny who, you know, throw on the right. F-bomb or whatever it is. But right. to me, it takes a lot more effort to find a way to help people see themselves, the absurdity in a situation or whatever it is, to actually I be heard. laughing their guts out without just the easy cheap shots. So um, hats off to you. Yeah, the biggest comics right now on the horizon is Nate Bergetsky, who is a really sweet friend. Mm -hmm. And he's wonderful. Never would say a cuss word in his life. He's a great Christian young man. He doesn't wear his Christianity out like a badge, you know, but he lives it. And and I think that's probably the most important thing, that what you are and what you believe in, it should be, it should come out in everything that you yeah. do. Don't reserve exactly. it. You know, or take that off and then, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm telling my mainstream comic friends all the time, you think you're funny. You can make a bunch of Baptist deacons laugh on an <laughs> Easter Sunday morning without a two yeah. drink minimum. We'll see how funny you are. <laughs> yeah, you and I both grew up in churches with zero drink minimum, like not happening. Well, no, I've been in a few recently. They could use a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't get the crowd ready and loosened up a little bit, maybe take themselves a little less seriously. Live in the Bream continues in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We are talking with Shonda Pierce, who is such a gift and has blessed millions of people with her take on life, her books, her, her um, you know, her stand up, her specials, her TV. But now again, we want to talk about her movie. It's only out these three nights in theaters, May 9th, 11th and 13th. It's called Roll With It. It is a sweet, hilarious story. And anybody who's going to work at a place with the name Biscuit in the name, I'm there. Good one, Shannon. I love, I'm going to use that. No, I'm telling you. I mean, my dog is named Biscuit. That should tell you something about me. <laughs> we're thinking about getting another one. And we're like, well, what do we do? Is it biscuits and gravy? Does a dog want to be named gravy? I don't know. Um, but we're very into biscuits in my house. So that's just yet another reason we're going to go support your movie. Um, you know, you call in all your friends when you have a smaller budget, you know, and I don't know if you're familiar with Michael W. Smith, one of the greatest worship writers and singers, you mm -hmm. know, in Christian music. Anyway, I talked him into being in my movie and he dresses like Billy Ray Cyrus and sings Freebird at a karaoke bar. <laughs> the end of his career, but it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. How are you going to feel as being tagged as the woman who killed Michael W. Smith's decades-long career? Exactly. I think it's going to be interesting. I'll give him a job at my farm. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he likes, I mean, I know he's, you know, he's got his own farm situation. So he, I think he could be helpful. I think he is. And also, he's a great sport. He, I think he absolutely loved it. When I sent him the clip of what he's going to look like, 
Um, and what, what made it into the movie, he said, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I bet there'll be some you know, people it, who don't recognize him right away. I don't think they may not. They really may not. I keep saying, I wish they put a, you know, the the words underneath that this is the Michael W. Smith, because that would crack people up. He um <laughs> he he is a great sport, but man, what a great worship writer. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that was really fun about this labor of love. Every other scene and every other thing that was so well thought out. There was a scene where the, the widow woman, me, Bonnie, is telling her son that she's thinking about dating. And I remember standing on the bridge where that scene happened. And, and I said, can we just stop and have a word of prayer? Because my heart goes out to the widows having those hard conversations or or the ones that don't get asked out, which is me. But but <laughs> I just want to cover it with prayer so that the heart of it would would seep through, you know, the film. And I and we did that a lot throughout the process. And what a great country that we can, you know, mm -hmm. um, we didn't make everybody stop and pray, but if you would like to, and like that word of prayer, and they and people were great about it. We just, it was just so easily to easy to do and fun to do. It really was. It looks like a lot of fun. Again, the movie is Roll with It. It's in theaters May 9th, eleventh, and thirteenth. Get your buddies, get your Bible study friends, get your girlfriends from the neighborhood, men, women, <laughs> children. They all need to go see this movie um, and just be encouraged by the sweetness of it and the message of it and the heart of it. Um, you know, it seems like there's been a push to get more Christian entertainment out there on a broader level in main theaters and different places. Um, do you anticipate more of that? I do. I, for one thing, they're getting better quality. I know mm -hmm. that sounds terrible. But uh, the Christian market, when you know you're going to have to sell tickets to the people that you know will you know, at least help to pay it back, you only have so much money. So that's what you have to garner is that's what's going to happen. Then once in a while, phenomenal things come out, like the Jesus revolution that just mm -hmm. blown everybody away or the chosen that shocked, mm -hmm. you know, the whole world that that's just number one all the time. I think it speaks volumes of where we are in our culture. We have people seeking more and more for truth or are coming even from curiosity. They it's, and it's become less and less of us against them. And and Christianity has a bad habit of doing that. Um, that we, we the Bible says, set yourself apart, you know, uh, and we are, but we are also in this. We are not of this world, but we are in this world. And I think we forget that, that we need to make friends who are not believers. Mm -hmm. We need to be kind to the people that don't know anything about Christ, you know, or never gone to church. Um, it was fun. Carl McDowell is in my movie, and he was in the show Ballers, which is not such a clean show. But he and he he told me he professed he's a professed atheist, and we had him in a choir robe, and he learned how to sing Amazing Grace. <laughs> well, look at you! You're just witnessing through working. Wherever you are, and whatever it is that you do, if you are living a life. For Christ, be a great example and draw all men unto me. He said, God says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I think that's what's happening now. That more and more, instead of the fuss and stew, you know, taking prayer out of school and all those old things we used to complain about, people are just buckling down and living it in front of their neighbor. And our neighbors are tired of being locked in and closed in and confused about truth 
and the media and all of that. And so they're hungry for something better to watch. Yeah, I agree with you. I think things that they can see together as a family and share and that bring us together instead of divide us. There's such a hunger right. and a thirst for that. Um, again, the movie is Roll With It by Shonda Pierce. She stars. She cracks you up. Um, she dates on screen. We're going to get to see all of it. Again, in theaters only May 9th, 11th, and 13th. Go ahead and check out, see where it's playing in your area. I know for me, I, I checked, and there are plenty of theaters that have it those nights. And so get out there. Make the investment in this kind of entertainment that um, hopefully Shonda will make more of it for us. So thank you for joining us on Living the Bream and for all that you've done for years and years just to share such a uh, message of hope and truth and laughter, even sharing through really dark, difficult things. And um, it's just we need more of that in the world. Thank you so much, Shannon. You are you are a delight. And I'm very proud of you and proud of your life. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you at the theater. Okay. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.